Welcome to the Gospel Project for Adults Weekly Leader Training Podcast. I'm Daniel Davis. This week we are on Unit 29, Session 3, titled, The Spirit Enables. With this session, we read about the events at Pentecost, which was a Jewish harvest festival prescribed by God for celebrating the first fruits. It was observed 50 days after Passover, hence the name Pentecost, which means 50th in Greek. For 40 days of this period, Jesus appeared to his disciples and followers, proving his resurrection from the dead after his crucifixion. Then he ascended into heaven. For the remaining 10 days of this period, the disciples had been in Jerusalem. They were waiting for the Father's promise of the Holy Spirit, which would empower them to be Christ's witnesses to the whole world. During this time, they dedicated themselves to prayer and prepared for the next phase of their ministry, in part by filling Judas's apostolic vacancy with Matthias, which we looked at last week. Finally, the day arrived, and the disciples were about to experience the power of the Holy Spirit in their lives, just as Jesus had promised. In point one, we see that Jesus' disciples obey Christ. This is a short scripture passage for a subpoint, just one verse, but it provides us with some important context for the later points. The content on leader page 84 will help you explain the origin of the Pentecost festival and its significance for the large crowd that would be present for the rest of Acts chapter 2. The heading for this subpoint indicates that the disciples were obeying Christ, as we all should. The second half of verse 1 describes the form of their obedience, simply saying they were all together in one place. They had not left Jerusalem, just as Jesus had commanded them. And because of their obedience, they were in the right place together to receive the great gift of the Father and the Son, which is the gift of the Holy Spirit to all who believe in Jesus. Since this is a short point dealing with just one verse, I hope you will take advantage of the Reflect prompt on leader page 85. Encourage your group members to consider the state of their own obedience and any need to confess and repent of their disobedience in order to be more faithful to their Savior and Lord, Jesus Christ. In point two, we see that Jesus' disciples are filled with the Holy Spirit. The disciples were obedient, together in Jerusalem, and the blessed day and moment had arrived. The Holy Spirit arrived. This wasn't the return of Christ, but perhaps we can say the next best thing? Please don't hear that as implying any shortcomings in the Holy Spirit. It's not. In John 16, 7, Jesus said it would be for the benefit of his disciples that he should go, so that he could send the Holy Spirit to them. This wasn't the next best thing like second place, but the next best thing to happen in a string of best things from God. Jesus' crucifixion, resurrection, ascension, and the sending of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit came upon the disciples with physical and visible symbolism. The rushing wind recalls Jesus' words to Nicodemus in John 3 about the nature of the new birth of Jesus' disciples. And there's an interesting parallel with John 20, 22, in which Jesus breathes on his disciples and tells them to receive the Holy Spirit, which would also seem to recall God's breathing into the man in Genesis 2 so that he would become a living being. Regarding the symbol of the tongues of fire, we should first take note that initially the flames were together as one fire, and then they separated. The New Testament emphasizes the unity of the church in all her diversity of spiritual gifts because of the one Holy Spirit who gives those gifts. 
After the tongues like flames of fire rested on the disciples, they were filled with the Holy Spirit, and then they began to speak in tongues. Here, meaning other languages, as we will see in the next point. Do your best, do your best, not to be sidetracked or belabored by a discussion about the nature of speaking in tongues today, tempting as that may be. That's not the point of this text. But do take the opportunity to emphasize the personality of the Holy Spirit, which is our key doctrine for this session. By personality, we aren't talking about his character or the way he carries himself, but the truth that the Holy Spirit is a person, the third person of the Trinity. The Father and the Son sent us the gift of this divine person. We must not mistake the symbolism of this passage as portraying a force, but rather a person, similar to how the symbols of a lion and lamb represent the Son of God in other places in the Scriptures. In point three, we see that Jesus' disciples reveal God's works. In this passage, we now see the context of verse 1 come to bear. Because of the Pentecost festival, Jews from regions all over the Roman Empire had traveled to Jerusalem. Luke lists the places in verses 9-11, through 11, and he notes that all these Jews from other places had native languages from those places. Yet, they heard and understood the words that were being spoken by the disciples, who had been freshly filled by the Holy Spirit. With the QR code on meter page 88, you can hear a brief explanation about how this event at Pentecost likely was meant as a reversal of the judgment of God dispensed at the Tower of Babel in way back in Genesis 11. While the crowd present in Jerusalem witnessed this amazing, spirit-fueled miracle, they weren't sure what it meant. And some even scoffed at what they saw and heard. Verses 12 through 13 illustrate a couple of responses people may have to the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ that we share. But no matter the response, Jesus has called his disciples to proclaim his good news. And the Holy Spirit empowers disciples with words and boldness to do just this. We believers aren't responsible for how people respond. That's the Holy Spirit's job. But we are called to be faithful to the Great Commission. We should have no doubt that people will have a variety of responses to this news. And we should hope and pray that people will respond with repentance and faith in Jesus. Jesus had instructed his disciples to wait for the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit would empower them to be Jesus' witnesses on earth. As promised, the Holy Spirit came upon the disciples, filled them, and empowered them to complete the mission they had been given. We believers should be amazed and grateful that God gives the Holy Spirit to all who trust in Jesus as Lord and Savior. And the Spirit changes us to be more like Jesus. Because the Holy Spirit changes us to be more like Christ every day, we believers should rely on the Holy Spirit as we share the gospel, call people to repentance and faith, and live in community with other believers in the church. Thanks for listening to this week's leader training for the Gospel Project for Adults. For more resources to help you focus your ministry on the gospel, please visit gospelproject.com.